Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. Your host is Bernadette Schwert, who you'll find at copyschool.com, and you can find out more about all our copywriting courses at copywritingcourses.com.au. Now, over to Bernadette. After just six months of being in business, Helen Knight had more clients than she could poke a stick at. She emailed me to ask if I had any copywriters I could refer to her, and she's never looked back. What a wonderful way to start your copywriting career. In this episode, I talked to Helen about how she found all those clients and what she did in order to generate so much work she needed to outsource it. As a former English teacher with a prestigious private school, Helen didn't have a business background, so she was really starting from scratch, and she's gone on to create her dream job. In this episode, we find out how she did it. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this is a podcast for those looking to reinvent their lives as a copywriter and want some inspiration and practical tips on how to do it. I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you're looking to transition from one career to another and you want the chance to work from wherever you want, check out our courses and discover how copywriting can help you find the independence and freedom you seek. I've been training people to become highly paid copywriters for over 25 years, and I just love the big impact that a short course can have on people's lives. Here's a review from Helen herself, who completed all three of our flagship courses, but it was really the business of freelancing that made the difference. Here's what she said to me. Bernadette, you said, get a business card that said copywriter on it, even if I didn't feel qualified to call myself a copywriter yet. I did, and it was the best decision. That little card delivered me so much work, more work than I could handle, and it helped me kickstart my copywriting business. Good on you, Helen. You had the courage to pursue it. So if you're listening and you'd like to learn how you can get started as a copywriter, check out our tutor-led courses at writercenter.com.au forward slash success or our online on-demand courses at copyschool.com. And if you like our podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Helen Knight, what an absolute delight to have you here. Thank you. It's a, a pleasure to be here with you. Now, I have to tell everyone listening how Helen uh, came into my orbit because she's one of my students as a copywriter and she emailed me to say, Bernadette, I've got more work as a copywriter than I can cope with. I need some help from other copywriters. Can you put out the word that I'm looking for copywriters? And I thought, I need to talk to this lady further. I need to see how Helen did what she did. Um, so, Helen, talk us through what your past has been or what your previous jobs have been and how you got into copywriting and why. Yes, so um, I think there's a, a story here that's probably going to be quite familiar to a number of your your listeners and your um, students and um, other copywriters. I um spent the previous 13 years working as an English teacher and there were, were a number of things I loved about the job but a number of things I'd fallen out of love um in terms of the you know, the, the workload and and um that feeling of not being in control and so I wanted to be able to um pivot my skills into something that was for me into something that I could build 
um, into something that enabled me to use my skills and my passions uh, and perhaps gave me a little bit more job satisfaction. Um, and I think for a long time, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to move into. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with a friend about six years ago who was in marketing who suggested copywriting. It wasn't even on my radar until she 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 mentioned it. And I looked into it and I thought, yes, that's exactly what I should be doing and um, began those kind of early tentative steps into looking into what that would mean as a career change and how to to begin making that shift. Um, and so your courses have been, you know, really pivotal in not only giving me, you know, really solid foundation of an understanding of what copywriting involves, but also how to um, use the skills that I've got and um, be able to um, kind of pivot and transform my knowledge of writing and be more technical um, in the actual copywriting for, for other businesses. Um, but it wasn't until, bless COVID, um, the gift that keeps on giving, it wasn't until COVID hit that I actually had the, the courage to, to, to make the change and to make the leap into copywriting and um, I haven't looked back since. Wow, great story. So, Helen, tell me about that um, transition. What what happened and what were the steps that you took to make the transition? I wanted to make a transition. It wasn't so much a transition as a leap, um, a leap of faith. Uh, I, I hoped to actually begin my copywriting journey as a bit of a side hustle. Um, and I was working as a head of department um, during COVID and realised that there was no such thing as a much of a life, never mind a side hustle. <laughs> um, and so I realised really um, in the face of COVID and, and um, what it gave me as an opportunity for reflection was if I was going to do this, I needed to do this now and I needed to be in all in. Um, and so I, yeah, I left my job. I left the, the career behind and I took that leap at the end of, of last year and um, decided if I was going to invest, then I needed to do it all. I needed the risk almost. I needed the, the push um, so that it mattered, so that I wasn't going to kind of fall back into to teaching. Um, and, and here I am. Yeah. Well, and later. yeah, nine months. Amazing to have that email come through after nine months saying, oh, too much work, which is awesome. So what was some of the, like if someone was listening and they're in the same boat that you were in nine months ago, what kind of tips or strategies would you give to them that would help them get through the, that roller coaster of thinking I should let go of the, the ocean or the, you know, the shore, get the keep one foot in the, the boat and all those, you know, crazy sort of nautical analogies? Yeah, I think that it's, there were a number of things that really helped me. I think that having a network of of friends that, you know, were very supportive and a family that was very supportive was very helpful because um, that gave me the, the the feeling that I could, you know, give it a go. I had saved some money, so I did have some um, some security in that. I knew that I was going to need a laptop, a website, business cards, you know, all the things that you need to start with. So I knew I needed some backing of money. Um, I actually connected with um, the niece uh, scheme. Niece scheme, yep. Yeah, I'm not sure it's called Nice anymore or, or how it's working. I know it's changed this year. 
but that was really helpful in terms of um, getting through um, business plans and kind of working out your costings and uh, projecting for the year so you knew what you were aiming for each month Um, but it also helped with a little bit of extra funding so that I didn't feel that I was um, just starting from from nothing and just eating into all my savings Um, but networking has been really key for me um, in terms of starting off and in terms of meeting people and also developing my own confidence in in saying that I'm a copywriter um, so that's been a, a, a real help. And, and um, I would highly recommend those people that are thinking about making that transition um, to, to, to look into um, the different networks available to them in the local area, like the, your Chamber of Commerce or your BNI groups or your local area networks or even local directories. And I think even Facebook networks, things like a Find a Finder's Fee have been very helpful Um, in terms of getting some um, copywriting work as well. But I think it's an attitude thing. I think for me, uh, I kind of look back and I think it felt like, you know, there's that scene in Indiana Jones where in the Last Crusade where he takes the leap from the lion's head um, and it looks like he's leaping into an abyss and it's a kind of a leap of faith and it's all kind of perspective, it just felt like that. It felt like I was throwing myself off a cliff into this huge black abyss. Um, And what I'd say is that there are people out there that are thinking about making this transition and you can't escape those thoughts. They keep cycling around your head about making this move and you're doing courses and you're reading about it and your social media is full of people that that are doing this. You're already preparing yourself for the change. And it's actually, even though it looks like a, a leap of faith into nothing, when you look back, it's not so much a leap as it is just the obvious next step. And sometimes you just need that perspective um, and that courage to take that initial step. But um, when you look back, it, it, you see that it actually wasn't quite necessarily the leap that you thought it was going to be. Um, and it's about just having com- confidence and, and courage. Um, somebody said to me um, that I heard it's not about confidence it's just having the courage to do the first thing or the next thing and I think that stayed with me um throughout this it's just having courage to do it once or courage to do the next step beautiful and uh, a couple of things with the networking do you remember what you did first or where you went what kind of groups were you connecting with uh, my first ones actually were with the local chamber of commerce because um, they would have um, every month they have a social social networking um, event, and I just thought that would be a nice way just to meet a few people that um, were small businesses that perhaps might need a copywriter, or perhaps there were people in marketing that I could connect to um, that might be able to. Um, either use my services or refer me um, to some of their clients. And it worked exactly like that. Um, And one of my tips really is when you're networking, don't just look for the people in your fields. Like I've had some conversations with so many people in in so many different um, industries. I think the first conversation I had with someone was in printing um, and actually, my, one of my first referrals was through him for one of his friends. And so you just don't know when you're talking to people, you know, where that network's going to come from. 
Beautiful. And do you remember your pitch? Like, what are you currently saying to people when you meet people and they say, what do you do? What do you say? Oh, gosh, uh, this is always the thing that I think I feel nervous about, you know, when, you, when you're when you you're saying that little elevator pitch. I think basically I, I just um, will say something like, you know, I'm a, a copywriter that specialise in um, writing copy for small to medium businesses um, who are looking for someone to either do the heavy loading that they can't do or don't have the time to do themselves. Um, so I'll try and keep it quite concise. <laughs> nice, nice. And what was it that you think that caused you to get so much work? Because when you said to me, you're overloaded, you need copywriters to assist, yeah. that's a great position to be in. What techniques or strategies did you use to generate that? Or was it really just doing what you've just said? Um, most of my, my jobs have actually come through networking. Um, most of my individual jobs, my individual clients. Um, but I'm... Um, working for two businesses at the moment. Um, so a lot of my time is absorbed with doing three days with one company and, and two with another. And then I do additional projects on top of that, which is why I, you know, was running out of, of, of space and time to be able to do all those little projects. And it's nice to have the regular income of those particular companies. Um, but there's something really special about actually having those um, individual projects to do for the small businesses um, and that gives you just a bit more freedom perhaps with your time um, but yeah it, so that for those two uh, companies one was um, the classic it's not what you know but who you know um, and this is the thing about networking you're networking all the time you know these were people that I met uh, friends that I met down at the dog park so <laughs> you just don't know who you're going to meet and when you're going to meet that that will require a copywriter and the other I actually um, applied for um, this position as a copywriter um, via find a finder's fee on Facebook and I knew that it was going to be a popular uh, job and they were going to receive a, a quite a, a few applicants so uh, and it was um for a um, pet brand. And so I wrote a little intro as if, like a typical copywriter intro, you know, in, in character as if I was my dog. So. <laughs> Give us a rundown. What was the opening? Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, uh, uh, I think it was just an, a little silly introduction. You know, hi, my name is Holly and, and my favourite things are to fish and run around with my best friends. And, you know, <laughs> my mum likes to call my name at the dog park and I can hear her, but I pretend that I don't. So just just silly. But I think that um, when you're a copywriting and you're starting out and you perhaps know that there are certain jobs where there's going to be heavy competition, you have to think about, you know, how you're going to demonstrate those writing skills to separate yourself from other people. Um, and so that worked for me. It was a you bit of a, a gamble. But brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> now, when you're out networking, and I know a lot of people that fills them with fear. So mm. what strategies did you use? Firstly, did you have fear or anxiety about any of that? And if so, how did you deal with it? Or, you know, did you just approach it with gay abandon? What was your strategy for managing those, um, you know, standing in a room, drinking warm wine and dripping chili sauce down your shirt? Which is my experience of networking. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I think the first one I did embarrass myself. Um, um, at, we were on a balcony, and there was going to be a photograph, and I thought, oh, you know, that's nice. Just take a photograph, you know, and share that on the the website. And um, then was informed that it was just for a certain group of chamber members. And could I <laughs> could 
friendly leave. So <laughs> I, I'm not, you know. Uh, what an auspicious beginning. Them. Could you just step oh, out of the yeah. picture, please, Helen? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think I ran away a little bit. I was like, okay, that's my time. That's my cue to leave. Well, you got noticed uh, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it takes courage. I think it does. Like I, I, I'm an introvert in by nature. I guess I'm an omnivert. Like I can make conversation with people. Um, but I do find it exhausting. I find it quite tiring. And I think there is that initial fear when you, you first go in. But I think when you're, you're starting off by yourself, you, you, your choice is, well, you either do it or I don't. Do I need to do it? Yes. Well, then let's do it. So I think you have to th- look at it in black and white terms. What have I got to lose? You know, I might stumble a little bit, but there's going to be a goodness knows so how many people there that are also, you know, chatting for the first time. So, um, it, yeah, I think it was was a little bit, a bit of both, Benedette. It was fear, but also just throw myself in. And once you do it, it's a lot easier the second time. And I think the nice thing about some of the local networks is that you will meet a, a face first on that first occasion and then the second time you go and you see them there you can start there you can start with that same person that you've met and that's nice and easy and you kind of warm into it again and then it just becomes a little bit more natural a little bit more organic Um, but I highly recommend it because I think that it forces you to articulate who you are and I'm certainly getting better at that but it also forces you to, to 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 meet people and to make the network um in your local area and to actually see where the needs are so that you can perhaps um better serve either the community or better serve you know small to medium businesses yeah so i highly recommend the networking yeah i think you're absolutely right helen that i do talk about online networking for a lot of people that is a nice way to start right but there is something fast tracking around the face-to-face because you are forced into talking to someone that you may not necessarily talk to and you're forced to make small talk. And it's through those conversations that those opportunities arise. But also the Chamber of Commerce is brilliant. And also councils, I talk a lot about this in my courses, about where do you network? And councils are gorgeous because they've always got some event on, and I call it learning and earning, where you might go to, say, a Facebook training event for small businesses or zero for small businesses or whatever the topic might be that's relevant to you. But... In that group are other small businesses who might need copy, right? Because they're all trying to build their business, which we know is what copywriters do. So that sense of even if your council doesn't run events, some councils are more active than others, there's a council next door to you. There's a council on the other side of you, you know, so don't think you've got to stick to your own local area. Um, But also the local's nice because if you do have to catch up for coffee or you want to, you don't have to drive across town because everyone's kind of in the same boat. But um, I'm just curious, Helen, you've, you've really you've talked a lot about some of the principles we've talked about in the course and you've absolutely embodied them. What was it that, what did you learn in the course that you put into practice that's worked for you? I'm just curious as to what techniques have been helpful. I think that, it's, oh, gosh, where do I start with that, really? I think that for me um, the course provided me some really um, practical tips on not only how to write uh, and how to to structure and and you know the provision of 
templates and things like that and tips on on headlines to SEO but also practical advice on on how to start a small business and and the the things that you'll need and I have to admit like I was like oh do I need business cards really that just seems so I don't know 80s um and you are absolutely correct like 100% business cards are the way forward because if you've got nothing to give, you've got also nothing to kind of swap, and then you've got you, you no know one to kind of chase up or, or connect with after the event. Um, and I personally much prefer the physical cards to the, the the new kind of mobile phone QR codes. Just not quite the same. Maybe I'm a little bit old school, but um, but even those tips, I think that have been really helpful. But I also found your podcasts to be perhaps a real source of encouragement for me like hearing you know the 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 voices of other people who have done this and have made this possible um and the tips that they shared and and some of the experiences they've had you know good or bad like it's all learning right um those things have been you know really important to me um just to give me those extra nudges and pushes in 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 the right direction that you know if somebody else can do it why not me um, and I've also really appreciated the coaching calls, actually, to be honest with you, Bernadette, because um, it, it, I don't want to be too gushing here, but um, you just have that, that as a teacher, that perfect balance between someone who's got the insight from your industry and, and that knowledge, which is secure and solid, but you also have the, the, the teaching patience that's required. <laughs> so I appreciated that as a newbie. That's lovely. Thank you. I, I, you know, I do this because I love seeing people like you succeed. Um, and to know that, you know, you're out there doing your thing and you've left this very secure career and taken a massive leap and a massive risk. And to see that you, you know, you flourish, it, that warms the cockles of my heart no end. It makes my life, you know, it's what I do it for, right? I just completely love it. So I'm just curious about the, um, you talked on offline a moment ago when we were just setting up about women, you know, and you feel that they need sometimes to have all their ducks in a row before they try something new. Can you talk to me a little bit about that experience for you and, and how you see that playing out with other women that you know? I think it's a common story, isn't it? Like we women are so capable and and yet we often doubt ourselves and want that feeling of of security before we 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 take that step out of our of our comfort zone um and so we often wait until we've got more than enough skills and more than enough knowledge to do the job it's almost as if we have to wait until we're overqualified or overskilled or over experienced before we feel that we can say that we do that and um the one thing that i i had to get used to is just saying that I'm a copywriter and I think you've, you've you mentioned this I think in some of your other podcasts as well that when you say that the more you say it the more you believe it yourself but when you say that to somebody else they're not going to doubt you okay, um, no you're not no I'm sorry no. you're not <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are <laughs> they're like oh that's interesting yeah but I, but I am or, or, or I'm trying to be um, and I, I just think that um, if there are any other, you know, women out there that are on that kind of cusp of on that line between, you know, just trying it 
and and stepping over that line and 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 giving it a go i just want to encourage you to do that because it, like i said before if you've got those thoughts that are cycling around your head and you can't escape that this is something you you want to do and you're just perhaps being held back by a bit of fear it's that classic feel the fear and do it anyway because as soon as you step into that you you're stepping into a whole new exciting experience and i've learned so much this year about myself never mind copywriting and i just feel so enthusiastic and invigorated again because i've got my teeth into something new and and you know i'm 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 attacking this and i feel it it's just um a a huge boost and a huge exciting new venture for me and i don't now want to wait until i feel 100% secure because that's often too late like there's always the right timing i know that but i think that um if you're thinking about it do it give it a go what have you got to lose and in terms of your next phase of your life because you're a you're a woman you know you've been in the career for 14 years you you sort of in the middle age of your the middle phase of your life if you like does this give you excitement for what's next yes gosh yes and part of the excitement is also that i'm not 100% sure what's next um i can build this however i want to build this i can shape this in in the way that i choose and i think that that has given me such um freedom and liberation that i didn't have before that if i want to just keep this as as me just you know humbly working away fine if i want to build this into an agency and um just really invest in growth great um if i want to connect with you know other awesome copywriters thank you thanks to you that you know can help me with some work and and do some subcontracting wonderful like i can shape this how i want to shape this and um i think that gives has given me a kind of a new lease new lease of life i mean i sound like i'm i'm ancient and you know on the knackers yard but <laughs> i think it's given me just um yeah just it's like starting a new chapter like or starting a new book um Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. Beautiful. So, what's life like for you now? Like, just talk us through what's what's copywriting given you. You talked a little bit about it just then, but what what are some of the things that you you really relish about the copywriting life? Um, my time is mine. I can decide how I want to use that on a day to day basis. So, if if I want to go um, want to go to a networking event in the evening. I'm going to still clock that as hours because that's still work. So if I want to, then the next day just maybe have a an hour to myself, or 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 do something else for the morning, then I can justify that because I don't have to clock in and out at nine or five thirty. I mean, I kind of do at the moment with the contracts that I'm on, but but generally speaking, um, I've got the control. Um, I work on my terms, and I, that make such a difference to me um i don't have to work weekends whereas i think in the teaching i felt that that was you know the only way you survive is to work evenings and weekends whereas i don't have to i choose to if i want to um but i don't have to and even now i'm i'm speaking to you from from the uk because i've gone over to to have a holiday and visit my 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 folks over here um and although i'm taking a break from work I also do have a an interview that I have to do next week with a, a Norwegian CEO to do some ghostwriting for him. So, you know, I can do that. 
because I can travel and work. I have that remote flexibility, which I think has just changed a lot for me. Helen, that is just a fantastic way to, to wrap this up. I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving up your time to share your knowledge, but also your inspiration for other people to bring them in into this potential lifestyle so that they can truly experience, you know, this new chapter that you've experienced. So thanks for being my guest. Thank you for having me. What I love about Helen's story is her courage in just going for it. She saved some money, resigned from her job and just went for it. And we all know that courage is not the absence of fear. It's the acknowledgement of fear and going through it anyway. If you'd like to go for it, you can do so by joining Copy Club and get the momentum and confidence you need to launch your copywriting business. Maybe you want to get help with a quote. Maybe you'd like to learn how much to charge. Maybe you want access to a huge range of templates and checklists and videos for your copywriting business. It's all available at Copy Club. So come along and join the most supportive copywriting community in Australia today. You can visit copyclub.com.au to find out more. And I think this apt quote I'm about to share with you really sums up Helen's experience. And it's from that wonderful motivational speaker, Jim Rohn, one of my favourites. He said, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. And my joke of the day, because, you know, it wouldn't be right to leave without the joke of the day. I had a happy childhood. My dad used to put me in tyres and roll me down the hills. Those were good years. That's it from me. All the best. Take care. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writerscentercomau slash news, where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions, and much more. This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre.